What's up, everybody? Once again, we have no technical difficulties to report in this episode. Mostly just wanted to apologize for the tardiness of this episode, which is sort of the theme of the entire thing. We're catching up on a lot of stuff that we had wanted to talk about for the last couple months, but never really got the chance to. Uh, We cover a lot of ground in this one. We were also recording this the night that we went to go see the Northman, and now that the Northman's been out for a week, there's lots of takes flying around, and I kind of wish that we had sat down to talk about it a little bit. Uh, You know, I keep seeing a lot of stuff. I'm seeing a lot of this, like, style over substance negative reports on the Northman, and I just don't really understand what people were expecting from the Viking movie. It's neither here nor there. But other than that, you know... We're hoping to be back a little more regularly, hoping to do another episode of the Directing Your First Feature series soon. Kind of hard to track down guests for that a little bit. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, I think that this is another this is another hot little podcast. So enjoy the show. This machine kills fascists. <laughs> Springtime Resurrections, go. Okay, hang on, because I, w- I wanted to make sure I had the dates right on these. <laughs> uh, this is this is supposed to be more of an Easter, okay. Easter centric episode, but we my first that one up. is Encino Man. I watched it not uh, but a week ago. Okay, that's really it good. Came out in May '92. Fucking a. Stars our guy Brandon Frazier. Love it. Next up, uh, not too long ago, uh, maybe a couple months ago, I rewatched Airheads. Uh, that came out in August, but I'm still gonna count it. Okay. Because Brandon Fraser's in it. Okay. It's really good. <laughs> uh, let's see, number three. I haven't watched this in forever, but we were just talking about how it's, we're due for a rewatch. George of the Jungle. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Uh, came out in July. I'm still gonna count it as springtime resurrection <laughs> because. Because it stars our favorite master of resurrection, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Not Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> and Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, what is that? Four, Blast from the Past. Uh, February. Close enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, Sissy Spacey. And let's see. Bedazzled or Monkey Bone? What do you think? Ooh. So what? That's Elizabeth Hurley versus. Elizabeth Hurley versus a monkey. <laughs> a horny monkey. <laughs> a horny monkey. <laughs> I remember my stepdad really dug Monkey Bone when it came out. And uh, Rose McGowan is a cat girl. That's right. I'll I'll, say, I'll give it that for that. Okay. That was really good, man. We, we stand for Rose. And it came out in February. So, wow. know, springtime. Yeah. There's nice. my resurrection list. What's, nice. What's yours? Uh, I would have to put... I, I would put Jesus on the list, but... I've never met the guy. <laughs> I've... I've, I've <laughs> I mean, I I really wanted to have some good answers. Like, he doesn't return my calls. Doesn't leave, yeah. Leave me unread. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to have some good answers. Like, I don't know. 
you know, like a fish reunion tour in '98 or something like that. But I or Brendan Fraser. I didn't really do the. I didn't do the research to my own stupid question. Well, you you know, you were gonna surprise it on me, so I prepared by yeah immediately going to Brendan Fraser's Wikipedia uh, yeah. page. Yeah, and you just sent me another. Brendan Fraser's gonna be in a new Ethan Cohen movie. Ethan that... Cohen written called Brothers, uh-huh. which stars. Um, uh, Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage, and it's in okay. the, and it's written in the spirit of twins, <laughs> the Schwarzenegger DeVito movie. That's hilarious. I thought it was maybe I was like, wow, is he already writing a breakup movie with his brother? Like that's nuts. No, I think it's like dumb. I think it's like goofy and good dumb. for him. <laughs> I think that the Cohen brothers were always like, like you and me. One's a little bit country, and one's a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> I don't know that I need to explain which is which. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, sure, sure. Wow, that's a lot to that's a lot to process. Welcome back everybody. Hi. We don't have a hard and fast docket today. Yeah, cuz we have to go watch the Northmen here in like an hour, so we got to yeah. go through it. It is fast. It is fast. Uh, I guess we'll start we want to start in memoriam. Yeah, who who all died since the last who died episode today? that we <laughs> did? Norm? Uh, no, Norm died in the fall. Our last episode came out January twenty third. Anderson. Yeah, we Me were gonna. Loaf. I think that we were gonna do a Louis episode. Yeah, yep. that's right. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. And Gilbert then died recently, like a week ago. Yep. Does Jafar fuck the parrot? Does Jafar fuck the parrot? You sent me a really. You sent me. A, I hope everyone can find this video. That's an animation of. <laughs> of Gilbert as Iago. And then I'm, I'm just going to put the joke right there. A guy walks into yeah, a yeah. bar. Joan Rivers is the bartender. He sees a sign over the bar that reads, yeah, Cheese yeah. Sandwich, yeah. $1.50. Yeah. Hand job, $10. Yeah. He says to Joan Rivers, Are you the one that gives yeah. the hand jobs? Joan yeah. says, Yes, I am. He says, well, watch your hands, bitch. I want a cheese sandwich. Good night. We couldn't find any, like, dirty Affleck duck videos that someone had cobbled together. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not more of those. Yeah, get out there. Get Everyone play with your play with your Da Vinci's. I'd never real. I'd know, I actually didn't realize. I'd forgot, or maybe that i just forgotten that that was such a stupid controversy uh, until they were talking about it on Marin, and he was like, I dealt with that for, like, eight years people asked me about that every time I went and then they hired a guy who like did like a bad impression of Gilbert Gottfried to like continue doing the commercials yeah which is like that would be he could sue for this or whatever because what is Gilbert Gottfried if if not the yeah. voice yeah know? like truly you know a great to who's so. the who's the, who uh who tried to ensure their face Timothy Dalton or something I feel like lots of people's faces are insured. Or like Burt Reynolds like insured his chest hair or something like that. Yeah, it was pubes. Or Tom Selleck is one of those guys. I should... I would, Gun to your head! Burt or... Tom? Tom. Mustache-wise, I can pull off either, man. <laughs> Mustache-wise, you're a little... You're a, you personally are a little I, more I, Tom I, Selleck. I think Selleck is the... Is the... Yeah. But I'm also of a younger generation where I grew up where they're both old men. doesn't might fucking make a difference. The world needs a, some more mustachioed gentlemen out there, though. You know? God knows we tried. 
God knows. I've never met. Uh, I've never met a girl who didn't like a mustache. No, they seem to be. It's really it, mustaches have completely grown out of people. Like you remember, like you know, twenty eleven. Say you shave your face into a mustache. The first thing someone says is like, "You either look like a child molester or a porn star." People don't say that at all anymore. They're well, like, they're like, "Oh man, mustache." I, I love think it. everyone accepts nowadays <laughs> that you can look as ridiculous as you want, and that's true. And that's encouraged, I think, especially um, when you don't have to deal with. The struggles of being a straight white man <laughs> like us. That's have true. To wear jeans all the time. Yeah, I've been wearing you jeans more lately. This is gonna be the summer of sarongs, baby. Is that right? Yeah. You're doing it? Oh my god. Did I you get some? I, no, it's too early. It's too early. <laughs> I gotta wait for that tax refund. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a bunch of them. <laughs> Most things probably aren't cheap. They look comfortable. They're probably Those not government cheap. sarongs. <laughs> That's right. I pay my taxes. <laughs> for the first time in the first years. time in several years. And it's <laughs> going to pay for several sarongs. <laughs> really good stuff. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, R.I.P. Gilbert. Shouts to Gilbert. Good guy. Yeah. We loved him. <laughs> always called me back. He did. He always called me back in his real voice where he was like, How's it going? There's a great, there's a great, the, on his Marin interview, there's great stuff of him talking about like being at the... Like the New York comedy clubs in the seventies and stuff, and how he used to make fun of Seinfeld all the time, and he would do it, and He's then and he does Seinfeld. and I I've never heard him do that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so surreal. Have you heard his old Groucho? No, I'm sure that's great. He does Groucho, but only like old Groucho. And so he does a little more like right. <laughs> does all the quips. Just good stuff. Love you, Gilbert. Burn in hell. Uh, and then also, tragically, Robert Morse. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about that. I was thinking about that episode where I was like, Shia LaBeouf makes a splash in the Zoom reading <laughs> of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> my, best, my best segue in podcast history. Robert Morse of Mad Men fame, old Broadway guy. Danced off. Yeah, well, yeah, one of the best character finishes. What's the song? Uh... The best things in life are free. Yeah, I'll I'll put that's what I'm playing yeah. the episode out with for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but R.I.P. That guy. He was 90 years old. Seemed like he was actually born in 1883 in that show. Yeah, he was born in suspenders. Yes, that meant yes. He was born in suspenders <laughs> with the with the Colonel Sanders musketeer uh, facial hair. <laughs> really good, but that's sad. You know, you just hate to you hate to see it. Uh. So the docket that we have been assembling goes back quite a ways. We, I think we're gonna, we were gonna, we were pretty gassed up about the Euphoria finale. I don't know if we ever talked about I Euphoria. I went from never watching Euphoria yeah, to mainlining the entire show yeah. and finally hating it. <laughs> so how about you walk me? Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot that you didn't watch the first season I did all. it all in the, like, last few months yeah. leading up to like the last three or four I yeah think we so by the together. time the new season hit i had just watched the first one and i was like i'm into this yeah now. right right so so walk me through uh the ebb and flow of your appreciation um the first season seemed like way more like they knew what they were doing and the second season was like oh 
this actor hurt hurt his feelings or something. <laughs> and what's go- like, what is going on with this show? Yeah, it obviously the the second season did. I don't know. Did it struggle from stuff coming out that it was a tough production, or do you think that that in a way kind of adds to just the chaotic nature of the whole thing? I think for me, like by the end of that second season, I was like, I was constantly asking myself, I was like, this, I was like, this show's towing the line of the thin line of exploitation and empowerment, sure. you know, with sure. these things that sure. it's dealing with. And by the end of the second season, I was like, ah, this show's exploitive. It's more exploitive it's than it is empowering. I, yes, I mean, exactly. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's exploitive or empowering. I don't really but think that television best, it was like, oh, this is actually a good thing for anyone who maybe has dealt with uh, a friend or has personally dealt with some of these sure. very specific issues that are serious. And am I watching something that's serious that HBO made, or am I watching Degrassi? On, with an on Instagram ecstasy. filter. Yeah. 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 Cinemax Degrassi. Yeah. And I think that I'm okay with it just being Cinemax Degrassi. I just I don't wanted necessarily... to own that because that last yeah. episode was them being like, don't listen to what people tell you. Right. You, if you're, they, what you're doing is selfish, just express yourself. <laughs> and it's like, does expressing yourself have to be Sydney Sweeney taking your shirt off in this scene every single yeah, that definitely yeah. does slow down. It seems like she uh, she reclaimed a lot of that sure. power. The first season... She's like, look, I'm really good at crying with my shirt on, too. <laughs> she's, just really, she's just really good. I'm a, she's great. a big fan of Sydney Sweeney. I'm a big fan of the whole cast. One of the other shows that I had wanted to talk about that I think that you should definitely watch is that show White Lotus on HBO, which is a great, like, six-episode... Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a one-off anthology sort of... Thing. Is it similar vibes Euphoria? Not in any way, no. Uh, it's it's about a like a Hawaiian resort, and like Steve Zahn and Connie Britton are Sydney Sweeney's parents, and they're like taking her and her friend who who is noted are kind of like doing a red scare duo sort of thing the whole time. Oh, like they're like political re- podcast. Well, they're like they're like reading Franz Fanon at the pool and stuff like that. That's cool. It's it's good. And then And I stand for Zon. Yeah, dude. I stand for Zon hard. Uh, yeah. also the like the nice guy from High Fidelity's in it. Jennifer Coolidge is having a great like she came to to toss her mother's ashes and she's just having a nervous breakdown the whole time. And then there's like a breakout performance from this Australian guy who's the like general manager of the hotel who's just like in noises off the whole time and it's really good he's the basil faulty yes yes is this only one series there's i guess there's gonna be a second season uh coming soon that's set like at an italian so it's just hotel. a new location it's just a, yeah it's just like a new hotel oh so the breakout guy is gonna have to be like what I'm his cousin. I may well. Like, I know that. I know that. I think that like John Turturro is holding down the second season, and I was like, okay. this, and it's like him and uh, Michael Imperioli are both in it. So I was like, I'm a fan of anything where you're like, this is an anthology, but it's like uh, set around some character actor who's just like a service person, like sure. like Four Rooms and Tim Roth. Sure, you know? sure. Uh, anything else to say on Euphoria? 
But I'm fucking. When season three comes, we're locked in. Season though, right? three comes, we're gonna. Yeah, then we can actually do. Our, we'll do that. We'll do that when we do week. consistent. Should updates. that ever happen, it seems like it's gonna be probably hard to get everybody in on a third one. I'm pretty sure they're gonna have Zendaya die. I wouldn't be against it. I find that character very grating, and her behavior to be a little. I like. I used to like her. I used to like uh, Barbie too. Yeah, but she didn't like Sam Levinson. Uh-uh. <laughs> and then he didn't like her back, uh-uh. and then that just took the character out of uh-huh. it. Uh, also on the top, I know that you haven't watched this, so I won't go into it very deep, but... Uh, Sam Levinson's other... Deep Water, yeah. proving that he is just that... a remorseless pervert, and that's but his whole deal. But he can write horny adults, too. <laughs> yeah, and he should probably stick to writing horny adults. Well, it sounds like it's actually based on a good book. Yeah, and it's, directed by, and it's directed by Adrian Lyon, who did, uh, you know, like, Eight and a Half Weeks and... Fatal Attraction and shit like okay, that. Okay, so it's in the spirit of some yeah, and everything old school... it, and everything about it when you watch it is like, oh, this feels like it came out in 1993. Like it has a like the way that it's shot and the way that it's paced and just like yeah, that like purely adult energy about that movie. Everything yeah. about it is really good. Affleck is fantastic. Anna de Armas is yeah, pretty electric. She's great. Tracy Letts She's has a really great... Also, Nate Jacobs plays a, a pretty good part in it, too. Uh, from... Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get what his actual name is. The... I know. It, he's, like... He's good, too. Really. He's a good type. I mean, he's, what? He's, like, fucking 7'6". That's the thing with you four is, the, like, you're, like, you've got people make... You've got great cast making this better. Yeah. The, the cast of Euphoria is pretty undeniable. Angus McLeod, get real. Oh, dude, best interviewee ever. <laughs> that, that interview with him on the red carpet is so fucking funny. <laughs> what do you want people to think? I just want people to, to chill. He's <laughs> probably pissed off because they're going to have him, like, die in the first two episodes of the next season or some shit. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, What else we got? We're just banging through this thing right now. We're just kind of, you know, it's been a while and I and I, I mean, uh, bear some responsibility for that. Ah, I, just, I decided to do some theater. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mike was in a play. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Well, I was going to talk about it now. It's been over for like a month. Wow, really? You can, you can finally spill all of the tea. Ah, no. No. Nobody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Theater's dead. Um, the, the Dropout. For you, yeah, for you, you haven't seen The Dropout, but I highly, highly recommend The Dropout. This is the, uh... The Elizabeth Holmes. What's the company called? Theranos. 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 Some, I always read it like some villain in a He-Man sure. show or Someone something. Someone on Twitter the other day like, posted a picture of a Theranos 2015 blood drive hat that they found at a Goodwill, and I'm like, you're a piece of shit. That's such a good find. And reminded, I was reminded that I had found a... When I was in high school, found an Enron fanny pack at a Goodwill... That's amazing. I know. I wonder if that's still somewhere in my mom's wow. garage. Wow. That would have, like... Because now it's you, fanny if pack If you had time. been more of a hipster, you would have been king hipster. I was... Pre- I mean, I was... I was... I was flirting with that idea back then. Sure, 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 sure. That was hipster before hipster was hipster, though. Me too. That's what I was... I was, like, talking about earlier. I was like, I was a beatnik when I was 12. Man. Sure. Hashtag Meg too. Uh, dropout. Fucking great stuff. You watched Kimmy, right? No. Fuck. I haven't watched Kimmy yet. Okay, well then let's settle on... There's like three sh- things that people are like... I'm supposed to watch Playtime. Oh, well, you know... I really am... Sp- I, like, on a weekly basis, I'm like, have you watched Playtime yet? No, I haven't watched Playtime. This is I you haven't. talking to yourself. 
Mike, have you watched Lifetime yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to remind Mike. <laughs> uh, we, did, we did get um, one of our first requests. We, we did, got a request? We did get one of our first requests. Uh, Whoa. I don't like that. I mean, I've gotten them before from people, and I was like, maybe I don't really we, want to Well, we, we didn't... Here's what I'm going to say. We didn't get it formally enough for me to make it a priority. Great. Yeah. I love that. But... Uh, Those are my favorite kind Ra- of... Rachel from our movie and from the... What is it? Drunk, drunk Cover Charge. Oh, I was going to say your movie? The, yeah. Uh, the, uh, what's the name of the movie? Whatever my movie is. Whatever the fuck my movie is called. She wanted us to talk about French Dispatch, which I don't... Have you seen it yet? I watched the first third with Benicio Del Toro and mm. liked it. Mm. Totally zoned out in the second half. So second, maybe, third, maybe we'll rewatch it. Francis McDormand and Tim and, Chalamet. And Chalamet. And didn't watch the third. third. One of the best... <sighs> I need to, liked I, the first third a lot. That's the I think that that's the definitely paint, the painter. That's thing. definitely the best part of it. I had a tough time when I saw that because I sat. That was in the big the big theater at Kimball's in theater one, and I sat towards the back so that I could jewel. Uh, and there was a lot of subtitles in that movie, and I didn't bring my glasses, so I didn't. Uh, I missed a so lot of fucked. stuff. Yeah, it was just kind of fucked. But I was able to jewel, so it's like, ugh, you know, what's better. I was, so I'll rewatch that one on the small screen. I do, uh, I do. I do feel that, and maybe we can do a little bit of Oscars talk here. But I do feel that the French Dispatch got fucking hosed for not getting like a production design nomination oh, at the Oscars. Yeah, that's that's, pre- that's pre- fucking that, preposterous. And you know, I, I gotta give that guy credit for being able to make those movies cheaply because he uses all those like old school filmic magic tricks and stuff. And they're like, we're just gonna build a little. A little fake set. We're gonna have. I don't know how cheaply those are made. Let me look that well, up. Well, I don't know. Compared to what they like, you know, he'll they'll build like a, a fucking model instead of actually renting out an entire city street. That's holy shit! Cheaper. That movie cost twenty five million dollars. That's nothing. Uh, well, that's because it's full of famous people too. Yeah. No, that's no money at yeah, all. Twenty five million dollars? Are you kidding me? And this day ambulance cost forty. That's why they'll let him keep doing whatever the fuck he wants. Because those things are like guaranteed profit terms. Well, totally. Well, and there's and I, he's friends with all these faces that will. Yeah, that'll come do five lines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was listening to I was listening to this new interview with Alex Ross Perry this morning where he was talking about uh, the director James Gray talking about how like Wes Anderson's one of the only directors who people go to see his movies that isn't like a you know. A Scorsese or a Tarantino or something like that. He's like only one of the only like new school guys who has like cultivated his own audience. I kind of consider him in the similar era though as Tarantino and yeah. I mean, the, but it's like early nineties. It's like early nineties versus late nineties though. You know, I mean, but, Reservoir Dogs is ninety two. But back then, those guys were still able to like take over the scene in this circuit like that should have happened again probably 10 years ago and now we've got a couple guys we've got like Ari Aster and Eggers and sure you know but it's not quite like the wave of filmmakers were like right look at Kevin Smith's career and people still will come out for Clerks 3 yeah no that's true but you're you're right I I guess I'll say I don't love Kevin Smith but like those of yeah but they're not like they were in the 90s he didn't invest any money in like learning much more about film than he already knew, you know. Sure, sure. Uh, and, and, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, none of the history books have been written about any of that, obviously, but, like, 
I don't know how you could lump anyone together into some kind of like intellectual wave of the last 10 or even 15 years the way that you could those 90s guys and like Miramax yeah because stuff like cause that because Bottle Rocket the distance between Bottle Rocket and Reservoir Dogs in my mind uh-huh. is not is as like less than 10 years I think it's all. I think it's only like five or six. Yeah. But, but I mean, but Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction were like so kind of gigantic that it's hard to hard to think anyone was on his plane by the time. Yeah. The you know even it uh, took it took him a couple Boogie more Nights to, came out because it was really like Tenenbaums where you like found his voice suddenly had this like oh this is like a unique recognizable thing that everyone's mm. you know. His style that he's never strayed from. Right. In that. You know, Rushmore and Bottle Rocket don't look the same way any of his other movies look. They look more generic. Yeah. You know. All right. There you go, Rachel. There you go, Rachel. Thanks for writing in. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I might be on... I might do uh, Drunk Cover sometime soon. So check out Drunk Cover Charge. They, uh, Shout out to them. They get drunk and they do covers of songs. It's, it's more, a good bit. It's very self-explanatory. Uh, cry, uh, drunk Cover, How Little Takes Crossover <laughs> event? And, and Question mark? And they're all adorable. <clears throat> yeah, good for them. They're doing a good job. Uh, well, there's a couple things in here that we have both seen. I, do you have any... I actually really do not want to push the Will Smith rock up the hill anymore. Oh, can't we? <laughs> what do you got? I have nothing. nothing. <laughs> my 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 take a couple days after all the bad takes, one that I still haven't really seen. There's a great there's a great couple close ups of Will Smith's head. Uh and it looks like he's painting his hair in, so I think that he thought that Chris was coming for him next. Um, and he's like LeBron, and he just needs to drop the top. Yeah, just just gracefully just, go bald just, like me, man. Just drop the top. Uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of going gracefully, let's talk a little bit about our flag means death. Oh man, yeah. Speaking of a captain going down with his ship. <laughs> Speaking of slapping, what a what the sleeper <laughs> hit of the season for me. It has been. A, I'm not seeing as many people talk about it as I figured they would. I, I mean, it's, think enough people haven't been encouraged to check it out to realize that it's really good. Oh my god, it's really <laughs> good. It's all of the energy that you if you ever liked. I I, I compared it to Cabin Boy immediately. Which is right. a, Which I haven't a seen. rare gem, uh. Chris Elliott's only starring feature, and David Letterman's perhaps only cameo in any movie. Is that right? Yeah, selling sock monkeys and calling him a little girl from the fancy boy school <laughs> or whatever. But like, yeah, it's got all the spirit of Monty Python and Mel Brooks and just goofy dumb shit and real pirates for history yeah. nerds which is and something if, i'm like right you know i'm all a fan of riffing on shit like that with hardly any credibility to sure the actual thing. sure and if you're in the bag for the new zealand boys the way that i am then it's definitely worth your time if yeah you, if you like what we do in the R- shadows rice you, darby what's his name rice darby he's amazing and fucking tyke is great yeah not and i didn't realize how that he was the second lead of the show, you know? Yeah. And it really, I mean, it does, it, it definitely takes off once, once Blackbeard's on the scene. Yeah, and like, once their, his, his journey to once, self-discovery. Once their romance takes flight. 
Well, it's funny because I was Google, you know, I'm on Wikipedia watching the show and I'm like, wow, Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate, was a real person right. who left his, his gentleman lifestyle yeah. to go visit, have an exciting life as a pirate and then became one of Blackbeard's homies. Fucking like, amazing. Yeah. And they've already had some other good pirate cameos. Yeah, Cal- yeah. Calico Jack. Yeah, right. Which is, I don't is think that, is anything is, like... Is that who Will Arnett plays? Yeah, and I was like, is Calico Jack American? I'm like, no, the show's just... Just fucking really fucking Having fun because it's yeah. a great well, and even character. Like, I mean, even like... Bryce, He's whipping the sea. <laughs> sure, yeah, right. Well, and even like Rice Darby's like supposed to be a British guy, but they just talk in their New Zealand accent. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, who gives a shit? You could listen to this all day. I was... I was... I wonder what Jermaine must have been doing something, because I'm like, this guy slides into this. Uh, Jermaine, I feel like, is, uh, what, retired? What's going on with him? No, he pops up. He pops up. Well, yeah, I want to see another, I want to see him and Taika we reunite and do something with, like, Ugh. Sasha Baron Cohen and just, like, be hilarious. <laughs> they could never, I'm I, more into f- I don't know if they could do a Borat-style uh, I don't think that Jermaine could trick anybody because I think that everyone <laughs> would either would either really recognize him right away. Well, but or... they could just do. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen does plenty of stuff that's not Borat like. Sure. Know? Just those guys. Like, I guess I guess they think it's fair to say that like I'm a bigger fan of the overseas comedians than I am of the overseas like straight actors coming over here sure. and being like. But hey, man, put fucking Jermaine. You know, put Jermaine in a Jesse Plemons role. <laughs> Let's see. He can do it. Yeah. I think that he's a, I think he was a theater guy in New Zealand, and then he... Did you ever see Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. That's good. It's good. It's, I'm not... I Take it in do a dramatic moon. turn in that. As Hitler, no. <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> he did win an adapted screenplay for that, though. Yep, that's the one they'll get the funny ones to. Yeah, well... What won this year? What was the funny movie that won... <laughs> Adapted screenplay this year. Why can't I think of what won adapted screenplay? I've already I've already blanked these Oscars out because they were so shit. Hey Siri, what won adapted screenplay in 2022? Coda. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Oh, no, that is right. Oh, and I think that that's Coda is fine. <laughs> Coda's fine. It's not a best picture movie by any stretch. And, well, it was, and it's just based on a French movie. I mean, it had I don't to, think that you should be allowed... It had to be translated twice, though. I don't think that it def... Because... Four times, because they actually have a different... Uh, a different sign language. Sign language. Yeah, which is, I mean... And, and, I'm on, and I'm not the only person who's on record about this, but Drive My Car is the vastly better... We've talked about this before, whether uh, or not they actually have to read the screenplay... Yeah, I'd like to know. I'd like to know. Yeah, like, do they send out screeners, and then do they also... Do you read send the out ten and then watch ten the movie, screenplays? And you're like, that was the best adaptation. And of... also, is it the shooting script, or is it, like, that kind of, like, weird revised one that they do after the fact? Yeah. When I was younger, I was like, does it mean it's an adapted from a previous work? Because that would be a whole other category. Well, but that's... The, then, see, that's the thing, yeah. is it's, like, things that are, like, adapted from books, or plays, or... I'd be into a category like Memoirs that. or something like that. Like, that's what I think of when I think of adapted screenplay. When it's adapted from a movie that someone already made, I'm like, this should be disqualified from being eligible for this award. Lazy. Lazy. Remake. Yeah. Category. The re- best remake. I, I, this is totally something I see in future Oscars. That's a Razzie's category. We are talking about the fuck. <laughs> this, is my, this is my thing. Is that we're talking about What's the fucking the Oscars. Everyone Who got slapped at the Oscars, or at the Razzie's this year? 
I bet the Razzies were way less embarrassing. Bruce Willis got slapped at the Razzies this year because they like gave him the Lifetime Achievement Award for sucking, and then like and then three days later, dementia. and then three days later, everyone was like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, well, <laughs> probably not great. Uh, the Razzies already like kind of a I I you know kind, what he kind of a tenuous. Hopefully, there's a cameo, a Bruce Willis cameo in the Nick Cage movie that comes out this weekend, which redeems both it. of them. I doubt it. I think Nick Cage is fully redeemed. I've he for was, those in the know. He never went away for me. Yeah, for those in the know. I mean, he's, I, he's there. I wish I could watch that and The Northman tonight. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, a double feature if we could. Uh, what else we got? We didn't talk about Jackass at all. Jackass rolled. Yeah, Jackass didn't lose anything other than Bam. Yeah. 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 But uh, the only thing that I mean, the only thing that really was missing was Ryan Dunn because I well, that's I, what I, I didn't want to say because I was yeah. like I f- actually feel bad about that. I because wa- I, I watched I watched two, three, three and a half, four and four and a half, or wait, all the all of I watched the, everything leading up the to the extended this, ones. I watched everything leading up because this was Jackass Forever. I watched all those leading up to it, and Ryan Dunn was always my favorite guy because he's a. Uh, I mean, I guess they all do seem like normal guys, but he seemed the, uh... Do they? <laughs> I mean, maybe with the kind of friends we've had in our lives. Yeah, yeah. We're from Colorado. Well, and we grew, well, we grew up on Jackass, so whether or not people were normal beforehand, Jackass, jackass normalized Yeah, being the, the men of our of generation. A generation cut by, uh, basically Chappelle Show and Jackass. Well, and what brought us now, and like, the Iverson era. Eric Andre, and... Yeah, yeah. Started with started with Tom Green and yeah, I'm excited for the future of that genre. You know, sure. I don't know. It, I'm I was kind of hoping that this new show would, or that this movie would spark a new show because it seems like they've got a half dozen new recruits. Poopies. <laughs> Poopies. Uh, the big fella. One of the guys from uh, Loiter Squad. Jasper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching Loiter Squad. That was another one. Because they do a... Co- it's, you know... The girl and who gets all from, stuck in the fucking face. They're all from Colorado. Face. They're always giving out each other's phone numbers, and it's 303, and you're like, <laughs> that's Boulder, like... That's really funny. Uh, yeah, the girl who gets stung in the face by the scorpion, she's pretty good. She was the one... I was listening to the interview with Johnny Knoxville, where he was like... We didn't discover her. She, like, found us or whatever. Oh, really? The guys they kind of, like, found through other Uh MTV shows that were already going on and Uh shit like that where they were modeling jackass. Punching each other in the Already (laughs) modeling jackass. Right. You know, antisocial behavior. Uh Uh It's crazy that Steve-O's all sober, and now they're, like, him and Johnny Knoxville are, like, these elder statesmen. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. How far we've come. How far we've come indeed. Uh, what else we got on here? We saw that. Do you want to talk about the Batman at all? Oh. Uh, I guess we got time. Something. Yeah, we're clearly going. the 740? Yeah. yeah so okay. we're seeing it. We're going to see it in XD, whatever the fuck that means. I think that just means we're in the big theater. Extra eggers. Extra eggers. It's probably going to be busy. Yeah. Get some strawberry margaritas. Um, Batman, huh? Yeah, we saw that. 
Zombie. Should we tell that we, whole that's story? That's pretty funny. Doing the whole time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would not shut the fuck up during that movie. But this was. Oh, I was because I was keeping myself entertained, man. Well, the there was, was. Should we talk? Should we, should we discuss all the elements of that theater going process? Because that was pretty funny. We. Yeah, you were already stressed out. We were stressed because we were kind of late. Anyway, and then we so we go, we sit down. The, the trailers are just. Yeah, in. I grab beers. You grab. Yeah. The tickets. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the fucking, <laughs> the little 16 year old there who's sweet, she did not tell us that we were going into the wrong theater. So we went, we sat through all the trailers and then. They didn't tell us which theater to go. No, I, well, and I mean, sure. I could have looked at the tickets. You could say that, but you know, give me you know a. what I mean? Like we just walked in. We were like, of yeah. course it's this one. It's fucking Batman. Yeah. But then we walk in and then it's when it's one other guy. And then the, the movie starts, and it's The Lost City. Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum? Yeah, the remake of Romancing the Stone. Which, honestly... Or the second remake. As far as uh, movies and theaters go, that didn't look didn't look that bad. Yeah. But so we so then we have to scramble out of that thing. We pull into the other one. They're Already started. Already started. I, I, you figured out that this kid's parents had died, and Bruce Wayne was looking at him like, my parents died too. Oh man, this kid's gonna be all fucked up like me. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you're not a billionaire like me, or else you'd be under way like, more pressure. There were, the only other people in the theater were a couple of cute girls, for all I like to imagine them to be in the dark on the other side of the theater. <laughs> it's like an older and, dude in his life. No, and then there was a couple. There's a couple in the very front. Was, she was sucking his dick. It was, she was. <laughs> and we're not kidding at all. <laughs> and he was like, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I was like, they want us to look. And I was like, honestly, it's more entertaining than this movie. <laughs> well, I, I will say that after, after Peter Sarsgaard dies and, and you start getting less and less Colin Farrell, the movie does lose some steam. Yeah, and I think that's, like, when the guy also came. And then there's, like, a refractory period in that movie. Oh, where you're like, okay, something's gotta happen. There was that real, there was that really draggy scene with him and his, um... His, that one really draggy scene. And his manservant, and I, like, went every, to the bathroom and every, it was still going on when I got back. Even the most entertaining scenes of, like, uh, him and Catwoman on a rooftop being pretty were draggy. Those those scenes I thought actually had a little bit of pop. Yeah, I was disappointed. Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed. I uh, I didn't have any problem with Paul Dano's performance, but I thought that all those scenes were not very like. I thought the terrible Riddler, not his performance. The, the whole the, way the, that the character version. was played. I don't even like really know how to talk about these superhero movies because I just think think that they're all fucking stupid. There's they, a, there's a cool, moment I wanted th them to do a cool Riddler. Man. I don't want any of these. When there was, a, I don't want any. There's a moment, like I think, the moment that you and I laughed the hardest at each other, watching the movie is exactly why these movies are just fucking ridiculous. Where it's like so serious, it's about all this stuff, and then he's like walking and he's like kind of batlit or back, whatever. Batlit. <laughs> he's like backlit, and you just like see his little ear horns. Oh yeah. <laughs> when, he when he busts, <laughs> when he busts into the club front door, and you're like. It's just a man in a gimp suit. 
yeah. right now. Yeah. Years. Yeah, it's kind of like the more real the more realistic you make it, like the more freakish and but, deranged and all like, the people seem. And yeah. Like, and it's not like the world of Gotham, it's like this is just weird. Yeah. Like Cops would... Everyone's just wearing kink suits all the time now. Cops would absolutely shoot one of those people to death if they ever saw <laughs> any crime scene the way that Batman is frequently it's found in this movie. Billionaire runs around beating people up in gimp suit. It's just a weird... Batman, you know, and I think in the 21st century, Batman has lost his luster a little, and, you know, that's why Iron Man's popular, too. You know, because people are like, oh, he's a, bi- he's a billionaire, genius, but he's the liberal, the liberal ideal of a billionaire genius or whatever. It's going to take us to Mars. So disgusting. Um, All right. I'm sorry I brought it up. I fucking hate these movies so no, much. No, it's fine. You know what scene I thought was funny huh. is when they go, the whole time they're like, who's the mole? And I was like, oh, it's probably that Falcone guy. <laughs> and then they go... Falcone's the mole! And I went, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> that couple that laughed. Cute girls. <laughs> it's like a 45-year-old man. <laughs> oh, no, they were... No, they were, like... They were, like, our age. <laughs> okay. Uh... Uh... Do you want to talk about the bubble? I guess. Let's talk about Apollo Ten and a Half. That I watched that. Once. I still I still haven't watched Apollo Ten and a Half. Do you want to tell people what Apollo that? Apollo Ten and a Half, which was Netflix. You're losing people. You have an original Richard Linklater. You do have good directors yeah. and stuff. They probably got some good stuff on the pipeline. Not being advertised at all. Mm. They didn't. It doesn't say from the maker of Dazed and Confused. Another tale of the another throwback nostalgic. So it's all about uh, this uh, kid in Texas in the 60s, late 60s, and it revolves around space and stuff. His dad works for NASA. about the big element of it. Well, the, the, the thing that, that sets it up is these uh, NASA guys watch him play kickball. No, no, no. I mean the whole, the what is uniquely linked later. Oh, it's rotoscoped. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy, trippy rotoscope thing, but the setup is they're like, Hey kid, we built the space module too small, so we need a ten-year-old that is willing to go to space for NASA. It's super top secret. You can't tell anyone about it. Are you down? And you're like, what ten-year-old in the late '60s didn't have that dream every night of their life that they would be the special kid that gets to go to the moon? Oh yeah. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, as maligned as boomers have become, there are certain Things about their culture that, like, we were all raised on, too. Yeah. Like, movies about, like, the fucking Sandlot. Like, that's the vibe of this movie. Sure. You know, or Stand By Me or Mm -hmm. something. Like, it's a throwback to an era that we didn't live in, but we're nostalgic for through media. Right, yeah. So, just them talking about all this music and all these TV shows and all these movies and stuff, like, there's a nostalgia there already. Even though I'm two generations apart from it, right? Yeah, awesome shit. Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that one this weekend. I'm already. I'm at 11 new releases for 2022. Trying to get to 15. I'll by get the end to of the Kimmy. I'll get to Kimmy. You're gonna love Kimmy. 89 minutes. Soderbergh. Bobbity boom. Bobbity B. The only the only COVID universe movie that I think anyone should do. 
uh, uh, fuck the bubble. Oh, speaking of COVID universe. The bu- yeah, there we go. That's there. This is the one the that tie. wants us to feel bad for what it's like for Hollywood, while also being like. No one should feel bad for Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I'm just doing like the like the dumbest jackass version of it you've like ever like. It isn't even like curb jackass. It's like, it's Judd Apatow jackass. Yeah. It's like we don't really need a script, but this is still gonna be too long. Yeah. By the time we're fucking done with it. Yeah. It's 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 so profoundly unfunny. I would actually recommend people take in the first like 25 minutes or something and then turn on. And it good. takes a couple people who are like like Duchovny. Fucking Pedro Pascal, who I know is gonna, who I know is funny because I've already seen the trailers for Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna light that shit up. He's gonna be really good. Uh, yeah, to come to, but even like Leslie Mann seems like she has weights on her ankles, just like in like a dumb position. I mean, uh, who else? Oh, Maria Bakalova does nothing. Yeah, yeah, they give her a really weird assignment in that movie she's just, too. She's just there to be hot, I guess. Uh, yeah, that movie f- is fucking bad. It's really bad. I would recommend the letterbox page for that movie because people really uh Oh really? They get a lot more creative than we're getting right now. <laughs> well, I hope you're listening, Judd Apatow. Uh, uh, uh Ambulance fucking rips. I really would recommend people go see Michael Bay's new masterpiece while it's still in theaters. You know, I do I I do kind of regret that I didn't go see that with you because I was like, you can't be serious. Dude, oh but my god, I, I was here the whole time. I thought about it and I was like, that has all the elements of everything I like in yeah. an action movie. Yeah. Like, my favorite action movie of all time. Connor. Speed. Speed. There you go. It's closely followed by Connor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, it's got a thing. Moving fast, everyone's check. I mean, I assume the thing's the ambulance. How many times did they say Correct. ambulance in the movie, do you think? Ooh, that's a good call. I don't know. That'd be funny, though. More or less than 50. Probably about 50. All right, so I'm going to actually get... I'm going to hit the under on that. Okay. Ah, fuck! I don't know. Google it. Because it's, well, you know, because it's them inside the ambulance. It's the cops following them. They're like, ambulance, ambulance, ambulance. I bet, yeah. Uh, How many times do people say ambulance? I don't know. There are... <laughs> How many ambulances sneak through? There is... There, okay. There's got to be a couple so of cops. Of the, or, one of the best... Yeah, ambulance... One of the best elements of the movie is the self, the self-referential dialogue that happens in you it. You told me that this is exists in a universe where Michael Bay is the greatest filmmaker. Yeah, ever they reference they're like two cops pulling up to a to this bank. They're like, we look like bad boys right now. <laughs> is it a short black guy and a tall black guy? I, no, it's a white guy. It's a black guy and a white guy, but the it, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah, and then there's another one where they reference the They're rock. They're just doing little. It's so fucking funny. And there's one scene. It, it'd be it's it'd be funny if he did that in every movie. I'm fucking. I would dr- like him. More Shakespeare did if it. He did that. You know, fucking whatever. Lots of directors do that. Yeah. You know. And there's also Tarantino's a, like this movie exists. Yeah. You know. There's also a scene where. <laughs> The like, like the head cop who's kind of leading them through the first half of the movie is like up in a helicopter with this girl, and she's like, "Yeah, this is a very expensive car chase so far." <laughs> but I mean, there's just great, there's just there's just great action set pieces and gags, and like one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, so like Gyllenhaal and his like adoptive brother are you know bank heist gone wrong. They 
like hijack an ambulance that was already carrying a cot that was that this this EMT that you meet in the beginning is in there and they like have this cop who they'd shot. So then they have like this cop who's like on fucking life support in the back and she has to like do this crazy surgery like over like FaceTime while they're going like 60 miles. Uh-huh. Like, or they're like, get down to 60 miles an hour at least. <laughs> and Jill and I was like, uh-huh. ah! like Jill and Hall's just like, like a petulant, like tantrum throwing child the whole time. And is so funny. It's like the it's he like the kind of like, role that was like written like, for Nick Cage. He seems like the cool version of like what Jared Leto wishes he could be. Absolutely. You know, like one hundred percent. Like actually fun and actually, like exactly. can be a petulant, crazy person. Sure. For the sake of the character, sure. but probably not off screen. But he can also do Sondheim on Broadway. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Gyllenhaal. I like Hall. I like him. He's all. got a weird vibe. He pl- he's playing a lot of villains, and I'm fine with that yeah you know i always think good character actors end up doing that yeah so i do think that that movie is going like to hbo max at the end of the month i think so it definitely fucking rips in a movie theater though i gotta tell you when it's loud and big it's sure it's fun uh speaking of loud and big this is the last thing that i have on there this also i also could have tagged this on the end of the bubble conversation of having loud and big of having the worst letterboxed this one probably has the best letterboxed i think of like historically has like the best letterbox of all time is this everywhere everything all at once movie ah the return of short round the ret- <laughs> or as i loved it. or as it was known to michael when he finally pinned that guy oh, oh, dude, the, I, I, I swear to god the first 20 minutes i was like god that guy's so annoying. i was like oh that's the guy from cuz all the other her dad Everything, everyone you is, know, is, a, like, is oh, like an 80s illusion. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and then, then I was like looking at you guys. I was like, I think that's fucking short round, man. <laughs> you re- you reacted. And I like, and I could feel the guy like in the row in front of me, like, like that traveled into his head and he was like, <sighs> <laughs> sure. And I have an everyone at some point in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, this is not my kind of movie in any way. Cause it was a Marvel movie with the relief of having no superhero in it. Uh, it was better than a Marvel movie. Sure. But it is still the thing. Cause it and, li- and hear me out. I liked, I liked this movie. No, it's more of the, like, does mushrooms once isn't the idea of a metaverse crazy. Yeah. And, and then it's, like, ultimate message is, like, be nice and don't be a nihilist. And you're like, I fuck off! Yeah, it was like, it was like, uh, Diet Matrix. It's a little diet yeah. matrixy. It's just that, like, but I, I kind of seeing... prefer that instead of taking itself too seriously. Yes, I, I hear that, and it's an original idea, so I'm I'm glad that it's doing well. I guess it's it's a I hate the fans of the band. I don't hate the band. It was supposed to be a Jackie Chan vehicle. That would have been incredible. And when they were first planning it out, and then they were that like, would have been a giveaway. Well, though. but they decided <laughs> they decided that they wanted it to be um, a woman instead, and they were like, well, then we got to get Michelle Yeoh because she's like yep. the Yep. Jackie Chan. Yeah. And she is she is wonderful in it. Yeah, and she deserves her, like, I think, her moment. Oh, know? totally. Because there are probably a totally. lot of people who just know her from, like, Crouching Tiger. Right. Like, she, like, did crazy stunts back in the day. Oh, yeah. That they would and never she does incredible. She does incredible stuff in that movie, too. The and There's, like, a... There's one example where I was like, God, her kung fu is just so amazing. I think, does she have handcuffs on? Or is she just, like, acting scared? But this way she, like deflects things like with her hands 
like petrified and limp. No one is it can when see she's this. Like first learning. It's it's towards the beginning of the movie where she like is not comfortable doing it, but she's still. I mean, it's still obviously yeah. her physical body like knocking shit away from her, and you're like. <laughs> well, it's just a very Jackie that's just, Chan. Like, that's, that's a very drunken master and I thing can see, to like, do. As them writing that with Jackie Chan in mind, being like, because he's great at being like, I don't know why I'm fighting so well. <laughs> like, look on his face of surprise. Yeah. It's a good shtick. And I think that movie only cost like $10 million or something like that, so it really is an impressive feat of filmmaking. with Because the, they really only use like four sets. It's like the... It would be like if Wes Anderson didn't have famous people. Sure. Contemporary famous people. Sure. Because <laughs> uh, they really, they're really like only like in the the lobby and office part of that office yeah, building. Yeah, I noticed that like and at a certain in, point I was in like, the laundromat oh, and the house above it. Yeah. The same sets. Yeah, so I imagine that, that was probably a pretty fun vibe to just like beat the shit out of one room for two weeks. And especially know? that was probably how a lot of those shoots ended. Because they're like, they're not going to open by wrecking up the place. Yeah, they're going right. to shoot all the Yeah, you can actually probably shoot. Yeah, you can probably and shoot. And be like, okay, now we get to just do the fun action sequences and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when when he uh, pulled out his fanny pack, I think that was when the movie really peaked. When you're like, ah, the kung fu. Yeah, it's really, it's once we get into the metaverse stuff that I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. And I actually find, sure. I actually find the pontificating on the, possibility of its existence to be so futile and asinine that I just can never get and behind it. And I don't, I think that movie easily could have been starring No Namers and Ben like a Netflix you know, low budget sci-fi movie. That's definitely like the bad version of that movie is. The guys who made that are the guys who made I looked it up Swiss afterward. Army Man. Yeah, and I was like yeah. that makes more sense because Swiss Army Man was so like fucking weird. Yeah, like they They've got rich friends. No one's gonna just. Well, they were music video directors. Before. Yeah, there's something there. You don't just like make friends with Harry Potter and be like, I want to be art thing. Like, you have to have something. Seems like you can't be you. You and I couldn't do that. Sure, no, we no, couldn't no. just turn out a Swiss Army Man tomorrow. No, no. Yeah, you know. it does seem like Daniel Radcliffe is down though. Daniel Radcliffe seems like a cool guy and is like no, wants nothing to do with Harry Potter or J.K. Rowling. It's that insane. movie, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, I heard that's uh, bombing. Shocking. I bet it is, and it's one of those things that like you know. It's too bad because Jude Law's good. Jude Law rules. Yeah. Yeah, and these fucking people fuck the Jude Law's career. No, Jude Law is <laughs> probably the best thing about that movie by a mile. Uh, so that's the end of our docket. We've uh, we're about to leave here in a minute to go see the Northman, so we'll maybe talk about that soon. Yeah, Barry comes out on Sunday. Um, you know what? Else Atlanta's back. I'm kind of letting the it, first episode. It's I'm really good. Yeah, I'm letting it. I'm. I feel okay letting it pile up a little bit since they're half hour episodes. I know I'll just bang through yeah. it when I'm done. I need to start watching Miss Maisel. I'm behind on that. I don't Ooh. know if the whole thing's already. I didn't finish ready. the last one, so I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna dip my toes back in there. What else is out? Something else coming out. Nick, uh, Cage, Nick Cage movie. Nick Cage comes out this weekend. Uh, Salute. Winning, winning time is, I think, nearing its end, but like I told our buddy Jordan, the Lakers are fucking dumb, so I don't really care. You want you want the Larry Bird. I want to see, Yeah, I want to see who plays Larry Legend. Who, who play, Yeah, who does play him? Uh, some, uh, some guy I'd never really heard of, but I know that the original casting was Bo Burnham, which is fucking hysterical. 
Oh, that would have been great. Because Larry's a notorious uh, shit talker. Yes. Which I imagine just infuriated. Bo Burnham? Yeah. (laughs) I think that would have been funny, though. It would have been funny. Like him with a fucking attitude. Did you ever watch that show he had on MTV where he that Zach Stone gets famous? Uh -uh. It's on Netflix. I watched like a couple episodes. And it's him being, like, just this petulant brat who's, like, determined to be internet famous. And he plays a good asshole, you know? Not that Larry hmm. Bird's an asshole, but, like, he, I could see him playing a guy who just talks shit. I think Larry, I think Larry was an asshole. And pisses people off. I think Larry was kind of an asshole. All right. That's it. We're out of here. Thanks for coming. The best things in life are free. The stars belong to everyone. They gleam there for you and me. The flowers in spring, the robins that sing, the sunbeams that shine, they're yours, they're mine.